Hello and thank you for listening once again to the Football Betting Podcast, sponsored by our friends at SpreadX, the UK's home of sports spread betting. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin. I'm joined for the final time this season by my co-host, Tom Walker. Welcome to the show, guys, new and old listeners. Yeah, final week of the Premier League and therefore the English domestic calendar. Mm. Yeah, so we're going to go through all the Premier League final day games. Uh, they're all on Sunday, all at four o'clock UK time. Um, we're going to look at some playoff games as well. So the Football League playoffs are currently taking place. I think over the weekend, there's the Championship second legs um, and the League One second legs. So we'll look at both of those as well. We'll also have a look at fancy football. Uh, just one week to go, obviously, in fancy football. And uh, we'll see who's at the top of the league and who is in pole position to claim the £20 free bet. Uh, we will be reviewing last week's car crash of a bomb-proof treble as well. So uh, definitely not looking forward to that. But needs must, Tom. Um, yeah. Moving on, on a positive note. Premier League, and because obviously it's the last game of the season, and there's, you know, there was a possibility that all the games are going to be, you know, played out with something at stake. And I suppose the top four race is very much on. All the games kick off at the same time, which I absolutely love. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Instead of it being spread from Friday to Monday and everything in between, but uh, yeah. Plenty going on, top four race, as I said, and then a lot of beach football. So, time to get stuck in, Tom. Um, starting in the Premier League, Arsenal-Brighton, first game. Arsenal, 8-13, draw 16-5, Brighton, 4-1. Anything you fancy? A couple of things from here, or three things, even. So, I think the main thing I'm going to go for is both teams to score. It's priced at 8-11, and I'm looking at Brighton, um, no clean sheets in the last three games, no clean sheets in nine consecutive games against Arsenal. Uh, in this game, both teams have scored in five of the last six games as well. And we've seen recently, you know, Brighton fantastic in their come, come from behind win against Manchester City, uh, won all against West Ham, lost 2-1 to Wolves. And Arsenal, they've been conceding as well as winning. So uh, they conceded when they won 3-1 to Palace, won 3-1 against West Brom as well, all in recent weeks. So even though they picked up four wins on the spin in the league, they have been conceding the odd goal as well. Um, I can see that here. I think Arsenal will win. Uh, so I'm going to combine the two. Arsenal to win and both teams to score as well. 15-8 to 8 is the price for that. Arsenal obviously need the win to uh, have a chance of getting in the Europa Conference League. Oh, God. How, how the mighty have fallen. Um, <laughs> I, I, will, I will half agree with you and half disagree. I think both teams to score is definitely the way to go. I have banged the drum about the XG champions, Brighton, and one day... One day they are going to put five, six past the team. I'm convinced of it. One day it's going to come. Uh, will it come this Sunday? Not sure about that, but I'm confident they will notch at least one. Um, but I'm not convinced, Tom, by Arsenal. Uh, yeah, the the wins, the wins have been there. But as you said, you know, Palace on the beach, Chelsea rotated a lot and were very fortunate 
uh, Arsenal, uh, that is, to win that game. Chelsea probably still deserve to win, in my opinion. West Brom at home, they were pretty much down by then. Newcastle have been saved for a long time. Um, I'm not overly convinced by them in terms of a result, but I would definitely take you off on both teams to score. Perfect. OK, Villa-Chelsea then, up next. 11-2 to for Villa, 10-3 to for the draw, and 40-85, to so just under 1-2 to for Chelsea. Um, anything you fancy here? Yes, asterisks. Uh, so I want I want to <laughs> I want to back Chelsea at forty to eighty five. However, I I do want to check the team. Obviously, Chelsea have got the Champions League final on the horizon. This is probably a bit of an inconvenience for Chelsea. Of course, the the top four race is very much on, and you know they they are under pressure there. But I I'm. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that the Champions League final does take priority over this game. Uh, obviously, by winning the Champions League, they would not only be crowned the best team in Europe, they would win a trophy, they'd qualify anyway. So I'm thinking that this is secondary to that. So I would double-check the team. Uh, we saw, uh, I just mentioned it, that Arsenal game where Tuchel uh, rotated somewhat didn't quite work out. So I would just say to the Profit Chasers, just double-check the team news before going for Chelsea. But, Tom, under the radar, Man United, obviously, on the brink of uh, finishing the season unbeaten away from home uh, in the Premier League, which is an astounding achievement. Chelsea haven't lost any of their last 11 away games, which I found surprising. Mm. Uh, Villa have played four at home in a row without winning as well. Obviously, we've spoke many times about Grealish not being 100%, even though he did come back uh, in, I believe, the Palace game, I think. Uh, the games are coming so fast at the moment, I'm starting to lose lose track. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea, for me, I think they will get the job done over a, a Villa team that hasn't been very good for a fair few weeks and months, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I'm more in on Chelsea. I completely take the point about watching out for the team rotation. But I think, um, I don't think they're going to want to risk it and leave it for that second bite of the cherry in the Champions League final, where if they win, they'll qualify. I think they'll want to secure qualification this weekend mm-hmm. and at least have that wrapped up. Because if, you know, if they do by chance lose this, and then there's every chance they'll lose next weekend against Man City, and they finish outside the top four without the Champions League at all, Considering they've already lost the FA Cup final, it'll be a disaster for Tuchel after what seems so promising. Um, I don't think they'll leave it to chance and and to that second game. So I think think they'll play a pretty much full-strength squad, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I think Chelsea will win. Villa have proven themselves to be a little bit tricky at times. We've seen that with wins against Spurs and Everton in recent weeks, but they have both come away. Uh, Just one win in the last five home games, so struggled more at Villa Park. Okay. Fulham Newcastle then twenty-one to twenty for Fulham, eleven to four for the draw, and nine to four for Newcastle. Fulham obviously down, Newcastle safe. Neither side with anything to play for. Uh, anything you like though, because there's not an awful lot for me to be honest. I, I mean, I, I'm more than happy to have a look at Newcastle. To be honest with you, I think Fulham, Fulham are completely. And I don't mean relegated when I say they're gone. I mean, mentally, they are just spent. Mm. Uh, 
absolutely spent. They've put out some absolutely terrible performances recently. Uh, the 3-1 against Southampton was unbelievably poor. Um, obviously, they got a creditable draw against United, which you got to give them a bit of credit for. But I just feel like, you know, with Newcastle and especially the way that Willock is playing at the moment, things are good at Newcastle. Things are good. You know, they they were tipped for relegation by quite a few teams and they were in the mess. And at one stage, it looked like they were going to go. But honestly, you have to say they've survived relatively comfortably. And I think, I think Newcastle can go to Fulham, have a bit of fun. Sam Maximan's possible last game. Not sure about that. Maybe he'll want to go out of a bang. Nine to four. You're looking at a Premier League side against a Championship side. I'll take it. Yeah, and we have seen with Fulham. You mentioned, you know, they're going down with an absolute whimper. Um, seven losses in the last nine games. No wins in those nine. And two of the tougher games have been against Arsenal and Man United, both away. And they're the two games they've drawn. You know, when they've played teams like Southampton, Burnley, Wolves, Villa, Leeds, where you'd think they'd have a bit more of a chance, they're the games they've lost every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So, again, you, you've got that kind of similar calibre of side in Newcastle. Um, and they haven't fared well against this this kind of side. It, it seems like they've raised their game for the bigger teams and just mm, not at all for teams, you know, in mid-table and, and lower mid-table. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point. But yeah, Newcastle's not a bad shout, to be fair. Not a bad shout. Leeds West Brom then. Leeds are priced at two to five. Uh the draw is seventeen to four and West Brom are five to one. Now it came out the other day that Sam Allardyce uh is leaving West Brom, so this is his last game in charge. Leeds obviously looking to finish the season on a high. I think they will do. Um two to five though I'm not overly thrilled about backing it at that price. Absolutely mailed it in, Andy Big Sam. He, <laughs> he cannot be bothered for that championship slog to no, get him uh, promoted again. Not. Mate, he should have gone. He should have gone weeks ago, and he could have kept his never been relegated tag. <laughs> <laughs> Might have got him another uh, another move. I love that. He can add, he can add that to his one hundred percent England record tag. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, so I'm all in on Leeds. They've been good, haven't they, recently? Yeah, really good. good. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been really impressed. Um, yeah, I mean, the shackles are off for a lot of these teams, aren't they? You know, Leeds have been comfortable for, God, what, since the third game of the season <laughs> probably yeah. uh, just going towards a exciting mid-table finish actually and West Brom similar to Fulham just gone you know Matty Pereira gotta be his last game he's the only wrinkle in what I can see for West Brom in terms of them getting anything uh, possibly uh, looking at him scoring anytime uh, spread X don't have the price up for that at the moment but closer to play uh, I think that that will be available. And that's something worth looking at because he's been one of the best players in that bottom half. And he's got 11 Premier League goals in 33 games this season, which is not to be sniffed at at all. Absolutely. OK, then let's look at Leicester Spurs. That's next. Leicester priced at evens. The draw is 3-1 to one, and Tottenham are 11-5. to five. So we've got two sides here 
with something to play for. Uh, Leicester needs, really, they probably need to get a win to have any chance of uh, Champions League. It's out of their hands now. Tottenham need to win to have any chance of finishing in the Europa League. Um, again, it's out of their hands. So both both sides need something. I don't know where to go considering the stakes involved here and how kind of inconsistent both sides have been recently. Yes. Um, I mean, we've spoke before, haven't we, about Leicester as well. Uh, similar to Everton, we've, we've spoke about how Leicester have just been disappointing at home and they've got one of the best away records in the league but at home they've really struggled for me like Tom it's been the same for a long time uh, for Tottenham if Son and Kane aren't at it like where are the goals coming from you've got Gareth Bale probably his last game I'm I'm gonna say you know there's yeah there's been yeah there's been a lot of talk that you know, Spurs are not interested and cannot afford to bring him on again. Uh, Harry Kane, obviously that story has exploded recently. I just feel like Tottenham, it's, it's not a good look at the moment and the mood is, is not great. Obviously, we were here this time last year, weren't we, with Leicester. They, they fell out the Champions League on the final day and it's out of their hands on Sunday. But... I'm happy to have a look at Leicester. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be putting my life savings on them, but at mm. evens, I think they're the favourites for the re- for a reason, you know. They've been the better team over 37 games and I fancy them to, uh, to at least put the pressure on uh, Liverpool and Chelsea. OK. Um, Liverpool Palace then, speaking of contenders for the Champions League spots. Liverpool priced at 2-13, to 13, very short as you'd expect. The draw is seven to one, and Palace are fourteen to one. So you know, in this game, you've got by far the biggest prices and, and the shortest price for one of the teams to win. Uh, Liverpool, very very heavy favourites. Again, if they win, that will secure them Champions League football. Great achievement considering where they were kind of a few weeks and months ago. Uh, I think they'll do it. Uh, Roy Hodgson's last game in charge. Uh, Eberichieze ruled out until potentially the new year with an Achilles injury as well in midweek so that's a blow for Palace's attacking threat I think yeah Liverpool should win this one fairly routinely but at the price I'll just uh, take a watch in brief Yeah I'm absolutely devastated for Eze he's, he's one of my favourite kind of players in the Premier League and I really enjoyed him in the champ last year and with him being injured you do like whoever comes in as manager, you know, will probably want to build their attacking um, lineup around Zaha and Eze, right? And mm. I feel like Palace have basically lost fifty percent of their creativity with yeah. with that injury. And yeah, I I give them, I don't mean to be dramatic, but I give them almost zero percent chance of beating Liverpool um, <laughs> on Sunday. I think Liverpool will get the job done, and like you said, finish a poor season. Um, you know, possibly in third position, which wouldn't be the end of the world. No, absolutely not. Um, right, City Everton then up next. Manchester City priced at four to nine for the win. The draws fifteen to four, and Everton are eleven to two. I think Man City have got a much more luxurious position than Chelsea this weekend with the uh, upcoming Champions League final. Obviously, we've spoken about how Chelsea kind of need to get a result to secure their 
top four place for next season. Um, Man City don't. Premier League title is, is wrapped up and I think that we'll probably see that in their team selection this weekend. And I think that probably opens the door a little bit to my tip, which is both teams to score. It's priced at 8 to 11. And with this expected City rotation, Pep resting a few key players before the Champions League final, I think, yeah, it'll open the door for an Everton side who need to win, uh, really, to have a chance of getting in the Europa League um, and potentially the Europa Conference League as well. So, yeah, I, th- I just think we- we've kind of seen it in recent weeks, haven't we? City- the last two games since City won the league, uh, they beat Newcastle 4-3 and they've lost 3-2 to Brighton. So their games, you'd, you know, they're scoring goals and their games, you'd expect them usually to win comfortably. But now they've conceded three in each game. Yeah, over 2.5 goals, 8-13. Uh, completely with you on everything that you've said there, Tom. I don't trust... City to get the job done and Everton, I haven't trusted them all season and nothing's going to change now. Uh, again, another goal scorer tip anytime. Uh, SpreadX, of course, will release the price uh, nearer to the event, but Ferran Torres, um, he has had a really good under the radar season, I think. He's not always been picked, but when he has been picked, you know, he's played as a false nine. He's played left, he's played right in a front three, and he's, he's done really well recently. He's the kind of player that may come in and you know have mm-hmm. a real opportunity to, to score past a pretty lacklustre Everton side for the, for the investment that they've put into things. So something to keep an eye on, just as a little end-of-season fun, really. Yeah, OK. Sheffield United, Burnley then. 9-5 to five for Sheffield United. 13 to 5 for the draw and 7 to 5 for Burnley. Nothing for me here. God, this is this will be last on match of the day, surely. <laughs> You'd think uh, so. Yeah, I have no idea what to go for. Burnley are Burnley are, are so hard to pin down at the moment. Uh, they conceded obviously three against Liverpool, four against Leeds, um, and previously to that put four past Wolves put two past Bur- uh, Fulham and uh, lost to West Ham. They're just all over the place. And Sheffield United, credit to them, showing one or two signs that next season could be a good season. They've obviously got to sort their manager out, etc. But yeah, in terms of betting on this, God, I, w- I wouldn't know where to start. No, well, the only kind of stat and trend I'm looking at here is... Uh... Sheffield United's last seven consecutive games have been both teams to score no. And considering, you know, these two sides aren't the most attacking in the world, both teams to score no is five to four. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, something to look at as well. It's just popped into my head. Sheffield United giving a lot of very young players debuts and game time. So just FYI, if you're thinking of uh, betting on mm. this game. Yeah. Okay, West Ham Southampton then eight to eleven for West Ham, fourteen to five for the draw, and seven to two for Southampton. Again, West Ham, one of these sides currently occupying a Europa League spot. Uh, if they win, that'll secure it. If they draw, that'll also secure it. So uh, they've still got everything to play for. I think you know, considering the fact that a lot of people, you included, tip them for relegation, don't want to bring that up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But, you know, Europa League it will be a fantastic achievement for them um, if they can just get a result or get something out of this game. Um, 
I, it's not my strongest tip of the weekend, but I do think they'll probably get a win against Southampton. They've got nothing to play for uh, without a clean sheet in nine consecutive games. Saying that, West Ham haven't kept a clean sheet in 10 consecutive games, so maybe that lends you to, to look <laughs> at both teams to score. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but the Saints do have four consecutive losses um, in the league away from home, and they've conceded 5-3, 2-2. Two, so, yeah, they're not scoring many, and they are conceding quite a few on the road. It is a perfect segue, Tom, to my both teams to score tip, which is odds on with our partners, SpreadX, uh, from their fixed odds service. It's four to seven. So, you know, as you said, there are going to be better bets out there. But yeah, I've not been impressed with either side defensively. And they've both got goals in the team. Uh, obviously, Southampton is less spread around, I'd say. Uh, they rely on Ings. Um, quite a lot, as as we all know. And West Ham have got multiple threats. Um, but yeah, both teams to score for me. West Ham priced up like a team chasing Champions League football. I think it's fair to say. Obviously, they can't make it now, but yeah. you know, they are... I, I would... If this game was earlier on in the season, you know, probably November time, I think we might be getting a better price on West Ham. Um, but yeah, they're they're priced up accordingly to their league position at last, so we can't yep. capitalise on that anymore. I'm afraid. Oh, okay. One more then. Wolves, Man United. Wolves are twenty nine to twenty. The draws thirteen to five, and United are seven to four. Obviously, you know you might be thinking seven to four for United, the outsiders. Big price for them. They've got the Europa League final uh, on the twenty sixth. So this is on the Sunday. The Europa League final is on the Wednesday. So, yeah, I'd expect a very rotated Manchester United side here. I would. I also think that they'll still get the job done. Uh, United double chance, 4-7, to seven, as you can expect. But I don't think they're going to let this unbeaten uh, away record slip. I think that's something that you that you use to the fringe players, you know, in motivation, right? Because... Mm-hmm. You have to be honest, you know, you're looking at Juan Mata, who, who might be playing, for example, in this game, and he probably knows he's not going to play in the Europa League final. So you have to give them something, you know, something to motivate the lads, right? And this yep. end of season, dead rubber almost, you know, it just takes something like that to to give them a carrot to go towards. So I'm I'm happy to go for United on the nose. Seven to four. Wolves have been so weird all season. So, you know, I hate going against them, but it is what it is. Double chance yeah. is what I would like, ideally. But if you're looking for more value, then uh, United on the nose is is good with me. Okay, cool. Well, that then wraps up the Premier League tips for the 2021 season. It does. Uh, so we would like to thank uh, SpreadX for their sponsorship of the show um we encourage you to go and check out their website for both their spread betting with the euros coming up that's something that is very exciting to be uh, a part of and if you want to have a look at their fixed odds service that we've been using for god months now and we've thoroughly enjoyed it if you open a new account and bet 25 quid on a single that is a greater odds of one to two you will qualify for five five pound free bets. So it's a bet 25, get 25 offer 
you just have to head to spreadx.com slash FBP, as in Football Betting Podcast, and open a new account to claim that offer. We'd really appreciate it. You'd be supporting the pod, and you'd be checking out a, a new bookie, possibly, that I think you'll be really pleased with. So, yeah, please head on over and check it out. Please do. So, um, we'll look at the playoffs then, what we've got. So, Championship and League One. We'll start in the champ. Both games being played on Saturday. So, we've got Brentford-Bournemouth at 12.30 and Swansea-Barnsley at 6.30. Brentford against Bournemouth. Bournemouth lead this one 1-0 from the first leg. Brentford are priced as favourites at 19-20. Do you think they've got enough to get the job done and turn it around? Poor... I I think so. Uh, I can see this going to extra time, to be honest with you. And beyond, yeah. I mean, it's easy to have a look at the last couple of seasons and especially last season, you know, see that Brentford fell away, right, in the final and they had automatic promotion basically in their hands with what? Was it two games to go? Two games to go, I think, yeah. Something like that and, and it uh, didn't materialise. Brentford are strong at home. You know, they haven't lost in any of the last eight home games. Uh, At home, they've lost two all season. Obviously, we found out, Tom, through the playoffs, uh, that form does kind of go out the window. That cliche is a cliche for a reason. You know, we've seen quite a a few peculiar results that, that we didn't see coming anyway. And, yeah, I mean, from the first leg of this game, you know, Bournemouth pretty much on the counter-attack, pretty devastating. Uh, Brentford didn't really get Tony into the game, but at home, it's going to be completely different. I'd be looking at maybe a 1-0, uh, 19-20, to 20, as you said, Tom, for the Bs on the nose. And then I've got a under tip. Uh, so we're going to be looking at under 2.5 goals. That is priced at 4-5. to five. I think this would be pretty tight. Yeah, I completely agree with all that. Swansea, Barnsley then. Again, Swansea, the away side, um, won this game 1-0 in the first leg. 7-4 to four outsiders at home. Uh, the draw is 2-1 to one, and Barnsley are 13-8. to eight. I was very keen on Barnsley um, before the first leg was played. And now I'm, I'm more worried, so I might just leave this one. Um, they've got a shocking record against Swansea. They really have. No wins in 13 consecutive games um, against the Swans. It does worry me. Yeah, I'm completely with you. In terms of a result, I mean, from the from the game itself, you know, the IU moment of brilliance was pretty much, you know, obviously it was the highlight, but I, I'm saying I didn't see that much from Swansea going forward apart from that. And obviously Barnsley as well, DK... He was a little bit disappointing. It's the first time I've watched him for 90 minutes start to end. I will say the service wasn't exactly great uh, into him. In terms of Barnsley and what they've been like this season, I expect you know a few kitchen sinks to be coming Swansea's way. But ultimately, we're talking about a Swansea side at one stage, Tom, that were on course to break the all-time uh, championship record defensively. Mm. I know they've got away from that kind of numbers and and I don't think that's a disgrace under 2.5 again 8 13 I've been pretty hot on this in the playoffs uh, I 
I'm thinking Barnsley will huff and puff, but I, I'm not sure they'll have enough to get the two that they need um, over Swansea um, to qualify. I could see this quite comfortably being nil-nil, to be honest with you. Draw mm. two to one, I could see that. Okay, right, let's move to League One then. Starting off Friday night, Blackpool against Oxford. Blackpool priced at five to four. The draw nine to four, and Oxford two to one outsiders now. We saw in the first leg, Blackpool absolutely went to Oxford and blew them away 3 0. You know, we said it, we called it on the pod last week. We picked Blackpool, Blackpool for uh, promotion from the playoffs. We picked Blackpool to, to beat Oxford. We said, you know, they had a fantastic record away against big sides in the, in the division. They had a fantastic record against Oxford. They don't concede many goals. And all of that came true in the first leg. I think five to four is a gift for Blackpool. I don't think we're going to see too much rotation, even though they are three nil up. I don't think you can ever leave anything like that to chance in the playoffs. Oxford, especially when they when they are opponents, because they can score three, four if you're not on it. And I think Blackpool, it's just going to be rinse and repeat for me. Um, three times they've played Oxford this season. Three times they've kept a clean sheet. And yeah, yeah, I I think Blackpool win this again, five to four. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't see why not. Uh, obviously, when you're in the playoffs, you don't rest anybody. Even if you have a lead like Blackpool do, uh, you, yeah. you know that's not anything you've got to think about. Blackpool won't be thinking about Wembley until this is done. And I think, in terms of the difference between two sides, this is probably the biggest difference. That I've, I mean, I've, we're fresh, Tom, coming off the back of the Morecambe Tranmere game. So we've seen every single playoff side involved. And the, the biggest difference in quality was Blackpool Oxford. Uh, it was night and day. So, yeah, Blackpool yeah. for me all day long. Uh, five to four is something I'll be lapping up on my Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right then, the other League One game is Sunderland against Lincoln. So Sunderland are ten to eleven for the win. The draw is nine to four, and Lincoln are fourteen to five outsiders. And bear in mind, Lincoln bring a two 0 lead into this game from the first leg, and they're still priced at fourteen to five. Um, I think the fact that Sunderland are obviously a much bigger club um, that is factored well into that price there, because on balance and on how these two teams have performed against each other the current form going into this game. Sunderland have got one win in the last 11 games. They're on a really poor run of form and we've we've banged this drum since Lee Johnson came into Sunderland. You know, when he's on a winning streak, they're fantastic. When he's not on a winning streak, they can't buy a win. And we said it before the playoffs, they're coming into it in terrible form. And these streaks under Lee Johnson, you know, they, they go on for a long time. I can't see Sunderland turn it around for one. I do think both teams will score. That's priced at 10 to 11. Um, Sunderland without a clean sheet in 11 consecutive games. Uh, yeah, I just think Lincoln are way too big in the odds. I don't know if they'll win, but they're way too big. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm all for it. Um, I I just didn't see enough from Sunderland at all. Like they were they were really bad going forward. And do you know what I was thinking, Tom, when I was watching that game? I was thinking how the how has Charlie White scored 30, 31 goals? Not because he's a bad player, but like Sunderland just don't look like they set, they create enough, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, obviously, we've, there's a crazy stat about how many headers he scored for McGeady crosses and all that. But Sunderland, they just look so short of ideas. And do you know what? I don't blame Johnson that much. This is years of bad recruitment for Sunderland. And, you know, so many managers coming in, changing things and, you know, having, what, a year to, to do the job, etc. I'm in, Tom, on Lincoln double chance. I don't see Lincoln going there and getting beat. I, If I was a Sunderland fan, I'd be terrified of Lincoln on the counter-attack. Uh, Hopper, obviously, is is not a speed merchant, but you know, you're looking at Johnson and Rogers. They're so exciting, so pacey, great ball carriers. Double chance is five to six. I think that's a really good price, yeah. a really good price. And yeah, I'm I'm all in on that. I'd like to probably look at a, uh, a a Lincoln double chance and Blackpool double from SpreadX, which I've priced up for the profit chasers. And if you wanted to put a tenner on that, you're going to get forty one twenty five back. I like nice. the look of that. That is good. That mm-hmm. is good. I like it. I like it indeed. Uh, you could probably, why don't you chuck in a fourfold under 2.5 in the two championship ones. Lincoln on the double chance. Blackpool on the nose. There's your fourfold for the playoffs this weekend. Bosh. Retire before 30. (laughs) (laughs) No, right. Okay. Well, that is it then. Um, We're not going to go through League Two. We don't currently have the odds available as uh, the game literally has just finished as we started recording. So the next leg odds aren't available yet. Um, Right. So let's look at last week's Bomb-Proof treble. And then we'll go through this week's final bomb-proof treble of the season. Yeah, so we're going to keep it pretty brief uh, because obviously, as we mentioned at the top of the show, it wasn't great. So I'll quickly go through it. We had Burnley leads, both teams to score in the early kickoff. There was goals, but only at one end. Uh, Leeds won 4-0. We then had Chelsea to win the FA Cup. It's important to... Note this wasn't the league game that we tipped. It was the FA Cup final. Chelsea to win. And they lost 1-0. And then we had Tottenham Wolves, both teams to score. And there were goals in that as well, but only at one end. Tottenham won 2-0. So three losers. Terrible scenes. But we're going to move on, Tom, aren't we? Yeah, apologies to anyone who did back that last week. That was far from our finest hour. Um Hopefully, we'll go much better this weekend with our final one of the season. Yeah, so if you are new to the show, uh, this is the part that we're going to put together all of our knowledge, tips, research, etc. into a treble. We'll be backing ourselves, and we recommend that you guys back as well. We put £10 bets down on our treble, but we only want you guys to bet what you can afford to lose. Best thing about the Bomproof trebles and being partnered with SpreadX is that it will be exclusively boosted. So if you get in, you know, three to one somewhere else, SpreadX will give you four or five to one. Uh, The uh, treble will be exclusively boosted live on their website. And it's already built. So you just have to type in podcast or Tom into the search bar. That normally helps. The treble will be ready-made on the website for you to go ahead and select. So, Tom, do you want to walk the profit chasers through what we've picked out from the final domestic weekend of the season? 
Absolutely. So, obviously, all Premier League. Um, so, all Sunday, four o'clock. We're going to go for Leeds at home to West Brom, priced at two to five. We're also going to go for Chelsea away at Aston Villa at 40 to 85. And then finally, Arsenal against Brighton, both teams to score, which is eight to 11. And this treble, as Tom mentioned, is exclusively boosted on SpreadX at odds of three to one. So £10 example stake would get you 40 back. Yeah, that's really exciting. Uh, Hoping to finish the Premier League season off with a winner. In terms of Premier League winners, Tom, it's a nice segue to talk about fancy football. So we've been running a fancy football all season. Uh, Sean Hayes is top. Uh, He has a 47-point lead on David Doherty at the top. He is in prime position for the £20 free bet uh, that was on offer for the winner. Sean, if you are listening to this, please reach out to us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. I'm assuming you're going to win. I don't know what tricks uh, people have up their sleeves in terms of triple captains, etc. But we will be doing an announcement on Twitter, uh, whoever wins this coming weekend. And if you could respond to that or send us a DM, to claim your prize. We would really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone that participated. Uh, It's definitely the biggest league we've ever had, Tom. We finished on 215 players. Yep, massive. Um, Obviously, we're going to restart the league again for next season. So if you're in it, you'll stay in it, um, you know, when we restart the league for next season. So, yeah, please do look out for that. Uh, Well done to Sean, as Tom mentioned. Well done. How did you do on a personal note, mate? I'm in 70th at the moment. Good for you. Uh, I'm in 81st. With a one in the front. (laughs) 181st, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Uh, I don't want to talk about that anymore. As I mentioned, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, If you haven't already, you've been missing out. On a few playoff tips, Tom. Uh, best that's come in so far was, uh, I'm, I'll give you the credit, even though I wanted them as well. You text me about it first. Was the <laughs> was the Blackpool result. 11-5, we tipped them up away at Oxford. That came in. Of course, a couple of losers in there as well, but that's probably the, the highlight so far. And yeah, you, make sure you are checking that out on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Um, help us grow our following and bring you some better content yep absolutely and if you have enjoyed the show please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts um and before we go i think it's worth saying as well isn't it tom that we are we are only going to be gone for a couple of weeks because we're going to bring out a couple of euro 2021 specials yeah we're planning on two shows so we're looking at a big Euro 2020. Is it 2020 or 2021? Just call it 21 because that's what it is, isn't it? Right. Euro <laughs> 21, I'm calling it. Uh, it doesn't sound right, but it is what it is. So, yeah, um, we're going to do a big preview that's going to include who we think is going to win it, uh, any dark horses. We're going to have top scorer tips, uh, win the group. We're going to cover a range of markets. And then we'll probably do a knockout one once the group stage is finished. Obviously, doing a podcast in a tournament when there are games every day 
means that your show is out of date very, very quickly. <laughs> so we're probably mm-hmm. just going to do the two shows. But we'd really appreciate the support if you could uh, keep an eye out and give that a listen. And, uh, of course, any feedback is always appreciated. Yeah, really excited for that preview one. That's going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Early preview. Are Southgate's boys going to do it? No. <laughs> like that, are we? Of course we're not. <laughs> no, are we balls? Um, so, not. yeah, sorry for you know giving away a bit of a spoiler, but England will not be tipped by me. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, you have to wait for that show in a couple of, couple of weeks' time to see who Tom does tip to win the Euros. Um, but, yeah, thank you again for everyone who has listened to one show, two shows, any amount of shows throughout the whole season. We really appreciate each and every listen that you give us, each and every interaction you give us on social media as well throughout the season is all really appreciated. And we hope you've enjoyed the content that we've brought to you over the, you know, the last kind of eight and nine months. Thank you, everybody. You take care now.